0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the I Love Kidmin podcast, the place where you and your church take the next steps in your kids' ministry journey. We know you love Kidmin, and we want to give you the tools to succeed. Now, your hosts, Ryan Frank and Corey Jones.
1: Hey, hey, welcome to the I Love Kidman podcast, episode number 23. Corey?
0: 23?
1: That was, your, that was your high school football jersey number, wasn't it?
0: 23? Uh, 33. You were close.
1: 33. That's right. Okay. Um, hey, it's Corey Jones, Ryan Frank, and we want to thank you for joining the I Love Kidman podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Thanks for helping us spread the word. And the feedback you guys and girls have given us on the podcast has been so encouraging. So thanks a lot. These are fun episodes where we take a break and we just answer questions. Uh, we intended to do this just in episode 22. And the questions were so good we decided to part to it. So we've got a good lineup of questions in. Um, yeah. Are you ready to do this, Corey?
0: I am. Ryan, we're 23 episodes in, and when I was preparing for this one, I thought about how, like, you've mentioned some stuff about your family, but you haven't really dove into uh, who your family is. And so I thought it would be good to get to know you 23 episodes in. Why don't you share with us the kidsman community? Just let us know about your family. Yeah,
1: let's do it, and then I'll pitch it back to you, Corey. Um, Yeah, so Beth and I have been married uh, 20 years. Uh, We celebrated 20 years. This year, we have three girls, Beth and I, by the way, are high school sweethearts, going back to the old youth group days, church camp and all that stuff. At the church, Um, we have three girls, Lucy, who is 15, London, who is nine, and Lily, who is six. And um, yeah, these girls are a big blessing. A lot of you know that Lucy, our 15-year-old, has special needs. Uh, She... Is has been diagnosed with autism, and yeah, I just love being a dad. I am blessed with a great wife and great girls. We, Corey, live in a kind of a tight knit community, so we have a lot of family support. All of our family really live within a pretty close proximity one to another,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I love my ministry stuff, but I love being a dad first and foremost. I genuinely do, I love it. Um, it's a lot of work, and we're learning as we go, uh, but I, I love being a dad and and blessed with a great wife <laughs> of 20 years. So, Corey, let's pitch it over to you. Tell us about your family.
0: Well, similar, Nicole and I, uh, we've been together a long time. So fifth grade camp is when I first noticed that young Nicole, and uh, we got married uh, at age 20, 21, and I've uh, been married for 13 years now. And we don't have any kids. Um, we, we as, as in Nicole, has a dog. Uh, Desmond, named after the lost character because we're big fans. Um, but we saw just very much how having kids was a uh, priority changer. And um, we love kids, and the idea of that is great. Uh, but we wanted to be able to keep the church and ministry that God called us to as a priority over kids. And so uh, we chose to not go that route unless God changes things for us. So it's just me, Nicole, and our dog. We got like mom and dad extended family and all of them. We get to see them from time to time. Um, but, Uh, For us, we really do. We live as a faith community, and uh, I'd say our small groups are our closest friends and our our family. We've been adopted into that community. I love it. So, it's a little bit about us. Um, Ryan, we're in this episode 23, and uh, we have a sponsor today. Um, Is this Rice Bowls?
1: It is. It's Rice Bowls. Oh, good, good, good. You probably have heard us talk about Rice Bowls before uh, they were part of Megacon. And by the way, Corey, I love hearing about the family. I love you and Nicole. You guys are pretty amazing people, good friends, good family, great family. Uh, go check out ricebowls.org. They are sponsoring today's podcast, so we want to thank the folks over at Rice Bowls. Um, they're really all about feeding kids and uh, sharing the gospel and Um, equipping the church to make a global impact. Uh, We've done rice bowl projects at our church several times, and kids get excited about literally filling these plastic rice bowl banks with change. And there's a great video on their homepage uh, called Why Rice Bowls? And it's a short little film documentary. You ought to go watch it, ricebowls.org. Thank you for sponsoring today's podcast. Love you all in your ministry. This week in favorite things. uh, Corey, I want to talk to you about just some random fun things. I think, Corey, I let you go first. So I'll start today. And, Corey, Mm -hmm. this is going to be random. uh, But I really, this is one of my favorite things. I love those post-it tabletop dry erase boards, and easel pads. Have you ever seen those? They're like...
0: You know, post-it and a tabletop. I don't think
1: so. Well, it's it's like a, a dry erase board and giant Post-it notes that sit on this um, cardboard display that you can put on your table like for meetings and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm checking it out now. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, we love. I keep these at home. I keep them in my office. They they're great just to carry quick into a meeting or we even use them at home. If we're brainstorming, Beth and I are brainstorming stuff. Or we're talking things through for the, with the girls and because they're post-its, you can kind of rip it off and hang it on the wall and they transport. They're small. They're not real cheap. Um, I feel like they're like 20 bucks or something like that, mm-hmm. but, um, they are nice and handy and convenient. And they're kind of one of my go-tos if I'm running off to a meeting, because I like to write things on boards. Um, that's my favorite thing. What about you, Corey? You got one to share today?
0: I do. Um, I am really looking forward to Thanksgiving because there's a movie that's come into theaters. Um, it is called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and I think it's yep. going to be awesome. Um, it's Mr. Rogers portrayed by Tom Hanks. And I've watched some like trailer stuff and it's creepy how good he does at that. But yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. It's a story of how kindness triumphs over cynicism. I know I need that in my life. Um, it's it's about love and forgiveness and. Um, I'm, I'm trying to get my next gen team to go together as like a little team building thing. Um, but I would say it could be a great thing for your family to go check out a great thing for maybe your volunteer team to go together and check out and don't be intimidated by like, I got to go rent an entire theater. Maybe your church wants to do that. That's cool. But if you just like... Say, hey, I'm going at the 6 o'clock show. I'd love for you to join me. Uh, don't don't be intimidated by having to buy out a whole theater. Just go enjoy it. Uh, it's going to be a yeah. great movie. So that's what I wanted to share today. It's my favorite thing. Looking forward to it.
1: Now, I know, Corey, sometimes um, because you're a pastor and, and with what I do, sometimes I get to watch these pre-screenings. I have not watched a pre-screening of this. Have you? But I've heard good things about it.
0: I have not. So Sony Pictures or Affirm Films. I know you're listening. Uh, let Ryan and I know about our, a screening. We'd love to go check it yeah, out. Yeah,
1: please, <laughs> please. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to watch that movie too. I think it's going to be a good one. So there you go. Um, Mr. Rogers. That's not the name of the movie. What's the movie, Corey? What's it a called? A
0: beautiful day a, in the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And Post-it tabletop dry erase and Post-it easel pads. Do fun things.
0: Today, we're going to be hearing from the Isle of Kidman community, our expert guides, as they're asking questions, wanting to know different things about kids' ministry, how to take their next step. And so, Christina Durden asked, She said, help needed all. Big, huge letters with an exclamation point. We're trying to plan a family Christmas event this year. Last year, we did Group's Keepsake Christmas and loved it. I've heard great things. Uh, So what are you doing for Christmas this year? Ryan, uh, for our families in the church, I've been looking at the uh, Family Holiday Challenge uh, it's a resource put out there on the Deeper Kidman website. You could just Google that, and it's going to pop up. But it's a printed challenge guide for families where there's, like, you can earn points, challenge against other families in the church. These are just different things to bring families together. It's not just, like, another— uh, program or outing. Cause for our families, like most of them have a Christmas party every night of the week. And so we wanted to find something that they could do at home, maybe something they could post on social media and just bring the family together in these different ways. So check out the deeper Kidman holiday, uh, family challenge. And, uh, I think your families will love it as much as mine. Um, And then we're also looking at a new curriculum, Ryan. It was at the Mm -hmm. MegaCon. There was this booth set up, and I remember there was a fireplace. It caught my eye, and I was like, what is going on here? So there's the uh, Mm -hmm. uh, That's a Rap uh, Christmas curriculum, and it's uh, an animated live-action elementary curriculum. Um, There's music by Yancey on there, and... Oh, I'm pretty confident that the web page is ISeeItProductions.com, and uh, you could check that out. But it's going to be a good curriculum to look at. I know a lot of curriculums have built-in Christmas stuff, but if you're looking for a supplemental curriculum to go along with it, uh, that's a wrap Christmas might be a good option for you. Ryan, you got anything to add or you want me to jump into the next question?
1: Yeah, you know, let's jump into Veronica's question, because it's a good one that a lot of people are wrestling with, and that is if you're um, – here's a question. You want me to just jump into it, Corey? Go for it. Um, Questions for the churches that have turned Sunday attendance around. Mm-hmm. Besides prayer, what changes happen in your church that motivated families to come to church on Sundays? So um, – I think what she's asking is, hey, what can we do um, to get more families motivated to come to church other than prayer? And, you know, that's a tough question. A lot of pastors and ministry leaders, Veronica, are wrestling with um, because in our culture, it seems like less and less people are going to church. Um, I think what you can do is you want to well, – there's no easy answer to this, and boy, we could go on and on talking about what can you do. But I would look at – I mean the first thing that comes to my mind, Veronica, is to really try to get a handle on what are the need, the felt needs of your community, where your church is. And then let's even think beyond Sunday mornings. What can we do to minister to the felt needs of this community? And here's the thing. And Corey should really speak into this because Corey's church is mas- is mastering this. If there's a need on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, let's try to meet that need on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays for families. And guess what? When you start meeting that need and you start building those relationships, I think the likelihood that they're going to show up on Sundays is going to go through the roof. Um, Corey, you guys have experienced that, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We've opened up our doors to serve the community in a lot of different ways. Some of that is just being creative with your space. And so if you got a thousand square footage that's not used Monday through Friday or Saturday, uh, figure out ways that you could open up some space for the community to use your building. Um, you got to be creative, sometimes move some stuff around. Um, but getting people in the door more than just Sunday, serve them in those ways, I think that's huge. And for us, we've seen, like, we we made some changes in um, being faithful with the kids that God has already entrusted us. And so... Um, we've put some systems in place with our attendance software where if they miss a couple of weeks in a row or if it breaks the regular pattern, then it will alert us, and then we can follow up with the families that we already have. And so um, I'll butcher the quote, but Jim Weidman talks about how uh, why would God give us more if we're not faithful with what we already have, which is the Luke 19, well done. Um, you've been Mm -hmm. a good servant with the few things and make you roll her over much. All right. Our next question comes from Lindsay Lumley. Uh, she says, what are some things you've done that are successful with building relationships with families?
1: Yeah, because it's all about relationships, Lindsay. So here's the deal. Um, you know, I would, here's, here's a couple of things that come to my mind quick. And then Corey, you jump in with some thoughts. First of all, Mm -hmm. um, lean in on this, I love kid Men community because there are a lot of great kids, pastors and ministry leaders out there that are building relationships with families. And so spend some time doing some research in the, I love Kidmen Facebook group. Um, because there are a lot of discussions happening around this. I think it's Lindsay. It's one relationship at a time, one relationship at a time where you're building a relationship with a family one at a time. Um, and the next week with another family, the next week with another family. And then you're encouraging these families to build relationships with other families. I wouldn't overthink it. I would start building relationships one at a time. Uh, you could create some events, but you can also just do it one at a time.
0: Corey, any additional thoughts? Um, you started with social media, so I will too. I think, uh, yeah. utilizing like Instagram, for instance, if you're following the families in your church, then you could be showing up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every day of the week. And it also gives me a better starting place on Sunday. And so instead of saying, how was your week? I can say, how was your barbecue with your family? And uh-huh. I can be more specific with those things. And instead of just tapping it and giving it a like, I can say, um, good job or, uh, that I, I, I would love your uh, barbecue recipe or something like that. I could interact with them in a more Mm -hmm. personal way. Um, and man, Ryan, I I was at the orange tour last week in Atlanta and there's a quote that just struck me upside the head and Mm -hmm. I wish I could give credit to who it was. I think it was Gerald or I don't know how to say his last name, (laughs) Uh, uh, but he said too, um, it's better to offend somebody with your presence rather than your absence. And like there's, uh, there's a family who lost a a child this week at our church. And while I'm sitting there in their house that morning, it's horrible. And I just keep thinking like, uh, would it be better for me to go get food or be, or go leave or do something. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's being present with people and just if you're swinging the pendulum, which way, uh, uh, it's better to offend them with your presence. And so no doubt be there, be there for them in their times of need. Um, but also just showing up. People aren't going to get irritated by you commenting on their Instagram posts. So
1: no, uh, I think not I think offend so. them. <laughs> Yeah, you're exactly right. That's good stuff. And it is amazing how Instagram and Facebook can help help facilitate those relationships because you can immediately start making connections like you just said. Yep. Um, All right, so last Diana question. Has, yeah, Diane, just wondering if any of you bring up anything Santa-related during December. This is a new one as we record this podcast. This just popped up today, right, Corey? Then it's getting all Uh, kinds of traction an
0: hour ago. Yeah.
1: An hour ago. Yeah. Do you bring Santa in the children's ministry? Um, Corey, you answer first and I've got a couple thoughts.
0: Well, um, Sunday morning, we don't do a lot with that, but we're a community center and we tried to see what was the need around the holidays. And in our city, there's not a place where you can go do Santa pictures. And so, um, we, created a schedule we got a, a a guy and uh he comes and hangs out and uh mm-hmm. we we do some things to intentionally uh take some next steps with the families while they're here it's not just get your picture and walk out um but that that's what we do we just have uh, some time slots available for people in the community to come with their family get some pictures uh ryan what are your thoughts on sano and a kid's pastor's role within all this
1: yeah you know i i at the end of the day, it's up to you and your church to decide how you're going to go at this, because there are people that definitely are opinionated on both sides. My personal opinion is I, I don't think Santa Claus is evil. I think you can bring Santa Claus into your kid's church and still teach that Jesus is the true meaning of Christmas. Um, that's just my opinion. I know when I was a teenager and in college and I had a bus route, we loved every, every year, the weekend before Christmas, we would pick up. Santa Claus, we would find Santa Claus on the road, and he would get on the bus, and he would give all the kids something, and he rode with us to church, and it was just a real special weekend. Uh, so you got to wrestle with it. I don't have a problem with it personally. I mean, I definitely I think that you need to make Jesus the shining spot of Christmas, but you probably are doing that already. I will say this, though, too. I love teaching kids about the— um, real St. Nicholas, and he's not a guy in a red robe and a beard. Um, if you have never read the biography of St. Nicholas, who was a bishop in um, gosh, like in the year like three hundred a d or something like that, he lived. He was a wealthy man. Um, his parents died and left him a lot of money. And there's just so much neat stuff. He's, I love reading about St. Nicholas. I read about him every Christmas. And what he, would want, what he wanted to do, he, he, he coined the phrase, uh, what was it? Um, uh, the whole idea of giving in secret. I forget his quote. It's better to give in secret than something. But he would literally like put gold coins in socks if he heard of a need and in the middle of the night deliver them and put them outside someone's door just to bless them um or he said he said the secret of giving is giving in secret that's what he said and it's a really neat story saint nicholas and then how um over the years the tradition of saint nicholas was passed from different cultures to now we talk about santa claus but um saint nicholas i believe was a believer um so I, i like to tell kids there really was a santa claus but he's not the santa claus you think about And kind of tell the story of who was saint nicholas um Yeah, and boy, you know, just talking about this, Corey, and it's starting to get cold outside, I'm getting in the mood for Christmas. I don't know. Have the Jones put up their Christmas tree?
0: Nicole bought one, and it's in a box because that's the way we roll, Uh, but we haven't put it up yet.
1: But you haven't put it up yet. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine. Well, hey, guys and girls, this has been great. You know, Corey, we normally talk about takeaways. Um, uh, Boy, my big takeaway –
0: I got one, myself. it's it's kind of not it? from our uh, our questions, but um, the uh, hearing from your family at the beginning. Yeah. That I just realized that, and I could do a better job of being more personal with my volunteers. I was thinking about like even some of my top level coaches. I know some stuff about their immediate family, but I don't really know uh, much beyond that. And so I think that's a question that I'm going to be asking over the next couple of weeks, getting to know my team a little bit more, being more personal with them and knowing uh, their story. So there was my take.
1: I think that's good. You know, I think if you really, I think, Corey, if you really want to love your volunteers and your team, love their kids because that goes a long way with people. Love them. But I'm telling you, you love their kids and give their kids attention and send their kids a birthday card in the mail goes a long long way with people so hey it's been a great episode episode 23 thanks for joining us um we've talked so much about christmas Corey. what about asking people to post um what their church is doing for special for christmas this year um you like that idea sounds great okay so tell us how to do that Corey.
0: Well, they'll need to search the Isle of Kidman for uh, episode twenty-three. We'll have a post that goes live when the blog goes, but the podcast goes live, and so just search for that episode and let us know what you and your church are doing to celebrate Christmas. If you got any like pro tips or anything that can make it better, uh, just share what you got going on.
1: All right, there it is, friends. Thanks for listening to podcast episode number twenty-three. Thanks for doing what you do every week to serve kids and families. Talk to you next time.
0: This episode might be over, but the conversation is just getting started. Head over to the I Love Kidmin Facebook group and let's talk about your next steps in your kids' ministry journey.